actually. So, <laughs> real quick, you know, <laughs> I saw a McDonald's commercial. You know, McDonald's just, they're going to sell that shit by any means necessary. They had a it, it, they had a, a dude that bought a chick McDonald's or the or the chick was like no I'll pay I'll pay on the first date and then he and then you could see on his face he had an epiphany and it said the oh wait is this a date face they couldn't do that shit with me because <laughs> my shit would be more like oh wait. Is this a relationship? Historically, that's how my relationships have gone. Oh, we're oh, so we're okay. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> that says a lot. I'm just, I'm just telling you. That, that says a lot. The following content is brought to you by two niggas that don't give a damn about Kevin Durant's ashy legs. Start the show. Don't give a fuck. As a reformed African American myself, um, I understand Brother Kevin's struggle with the grayscale. That nigga know you, you, and, you and, niggas know y'all just putting lotion on the visible spots. And I am niggas. I, I too am niggas. Fuck y'all. Look, look at this heel. You see that heel? I just bought fam. I just had to buy some. Man, the price of lotion going up. My heel blends in with the flooring. Look at that shit. <laughs> Y'all, boy, y'all, but you know what? That's why women smell so good. We, we've, I've, I've come to that conclusion. That's why women smell unnaturally good is because they actually do the diligence of putting lotion everywhere. Yeah, and not just the the pertinent spots like we do with like like we do with deodorant. I, I figured it out. It's cool. I mean, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz, and I am. I guess I'm certifiably left handed now. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, we quick hit that with the air horns. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Um, Sixteen days post surgery. How's uh, that going? So uh, so far so good. I've learned a lot about myself. Mainly that I need two hands. But <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, it could be a pause moment there, yeah. but we're gonna keep it going. Hey, yo, yeah, yo. I mean, I mean, yeah, no, we're, no. Gonna, we're gonna keep it we're going. Keep we're it going. Keep it going. Yeah. Um, I am happy to say though, uh, I have in that time I have actually lost sixteen pounds. Let's motherfucking go. And I, I have to, I have to offer a personal testimony for for a moment. Hit, hit me. Hit no, me. no fat diets. Nothing crazy. I've noticed you you're not a fad diet dude. You're no. not a none of that bullshit. No. It's been number one, rest. For the first time in years, I have had consistently good rest. Let's go. Hydration. So I've been drinking all the water every day. I, I sing water's praises, bro. Yeah. And you know, 
because of my condition, of course, I haven't been able to like vigorously exercise. But every day I get out and I just I just walk. I walk around the block for a bit, come back in. I get my I haven't gotten ten thousand steps, but I get my five thousand steps out there, and and that's good though. And I'm good, man. But the the rest and the water in particular, uh, and the portion control, and I've been eating ninety nine percent of my meals. I've been preparing myself, and it also means that you know I'm one of those person. I'm one of those people that I eat what I see, and if I control my portions, I you know I'm, I'm it's it's. It's good, man. And and the good thing is it's coming at a time where because I'm taking time off work, it gives me time to develop these things into a habit so that when I begin my physical therapy and I start getting cut on you hoes, it becomes a problem. Uh, let's hit. That's the fuck I'm talking about. I'm going to be right. I mean, I'm going to be right behind him. Uh, the, the drinking is still going to happen. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, after, after, uh, you know, I, not to call you out, but you did last week. You did say in solidarity with me that you would be drinking water for the foreseeable future, and I see. That. I, that, I don't know, but now I didn't know about the foreseeable future. <laughs> That's we're gonna come back to. We're gonna have sober episodes. Oh, okay. You know, here and <laughs> we're gonna have more sober episodes as we go forward. Through your healing process, not effective immediately. Uh, no, okay. no, absolutely not. I, that that bottle but, is it. Although it looks like water, it is not. I suspect that it is not. It is not at all. Um, uh, shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Yeah. So no, seriously, what the fuck are y'all doing? What are, here? What, what are y'all doing? Why are you here? Why are y'all not watching Married at First Sight? <laughs> <laughs> Not and not spending really much of any time on married. No, first shout out to the new listeners. The fuck are y'all doing here? <laughs> shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the day ones. Maybe shout out to the last day listeners. Maybe yeah. you're sick of us. Maybe you're sick of us. Tell somebody to listen to, to listen in your place. And if you if you stop listening to us and you came back, it's gotten worse. So you probably leave again. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting you know. Um, yeah, and and also welcome back. Oh, you, that, that too. If if you came back after all, you're stuck here. Like if, if you left this and came back to it, you're stuck. You're you're just you don't want to go. You're settling. Yeah, it, it's true. You're it's just, fine. You can't find anything better out there. I understand. It, it's cool. Live with it. Um, flowers. Actually, before I real quick, real quick, really quick. Not spending a lot of time on Married at First Sight this week, <laughs> but after seeing part two of. The reunion, yeah, fam. I have to, I have to tell you, you were right last week. Gil has the keys to the kingdom, man. Listen. This motherfucker has. We've seen all sides of Gil. We have seen. We now we have seen Gil be vulnerable. He walked out of room, couldn't take it no more. Yeah. The the host gave him a real look, man. You a good brother. You're going to be all right. And you're going to be all right, bro. Brother, look at me. You're going to be all right. You know right. what I'm saying? He knew. <laughs> he knew. Now he's now he's shown them the sensitive side. Bro, Gil going to be knocking it down all up and down Houston. All up and down Allen Parkway. He's going to be running Edo, my nigga. Like, he's running Edo. I, I know because now I, I saw a couple of Colombian women that I know 
that are mutual friends with him that don't know shit about Married at First Sight, if he has even had the opportunity, I know what he's doing. He is campaigning out here. He is campaigning. We're gonna see. We we gonna we gonna see some Insta stories of this motherfucker salsa dancing. Oh, post haste. So I actually started. I actually started following him on on Instagram this week. I also started following Michaela. Um, so sorry, I started following Michaela. I mean, you know, I saw in her profile she's from A Leaf slash Mo City. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> I fully understand that now. That told me everything I needed to know. If you, if I would have known that from the beginning of the show, I could have told y'all what was going to happen. I, yeah, I was going to say, I I don't know why I was surprised she's a fucking lunatic. I also think Gil is from A-Leaf, which is kind of crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but Gil, Gil, Gil pulled the one move this week that I know is just about to, to just, just open all portals and gateways for him. He put up a story that said, basically, you know, thank you. Thanks to everyone who's, you know, giving me words of support. Um, of course, along with that support, I ask that you, you not, um, you, you not dump on. Don't vilify Mirla. Don't vilify Mirla. You know, the, the best thing that you can do to help support me is to not vilify her. That's the icing and, on the cake. Yeah, I was like, oh, he running. He took it. the high road. He did. He did. He let the panties hit the floor. Let the panties <laughs> hit the floor. Let the panties hit the floor. And not for nothing, if the rumors are true, Johnny running it. Because as much as I hate Mirla, Mirla ain't bad looking. Johnny's a lap dog. She's not. She, Mirla's not letting Johnny hit. He's letting her. She's letting him sniff, but she's not letting him hit. Oh yeah, he 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 isn't hit. He probably finger fucked, but he ain't hit. He not even that. He is hard friend zone. Yeah, hard friend zone. Has not, she has she gotten undressed in front of him? Did you see the Did you see the Where are they now? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So in the Where are they now special? She had a Mirla had a, a beach. Uh, she had, I'm sorry. She had a pool party at her house, and Rachel was there. A couple of her friends were there, and then Johnny shows up. And immediately, like, and 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 Mirla has a nice figure. I say Mirla look good. She has a nice figure, and she like she had on like a, a a covering thing and took that off, and she had a bikini on. She was like, Johnny, I need, I need, I need suntan. Lotion. Oh hell and, and no! And Johnny immediately started spraying the suntan lotion. Blah blah blah. I was like, oh uh, gentleman ass nigga. Nah, he ain't no gentleman. He's Fuck he is one man. of those dudes that when people say. When people say men and women cannot have platonic relationships because every dude is just waiting for his chance. Johnny waiting on his chance. Johnny is like, man. It's his, he think it's his turn. Sign me up. And he is her lap dog. And he will he will bark and woof. Them titties ain't that big, dog. <laughs> I, I mean, Johnny Johnny is. No, them titties ain't that big, dog, me for not, me to be holding on like that. Johnny, Johnny is probably... He's, we've said that he's a hound before. Yeah. And he's probably, you know, he probably has a limited a circle, limited circle of appeal to him. Sure. And he's like, here is someone that I, who's leading me on. And maybe when her guard is down one day, maybe I'll have a chance. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No. No. Johnny too. Johnny lame. Though. Zach and Bow, maybe. 
Zach knocking that down. Fuck, that. I don't get what nobody say. Um, flowers this week go to JJ Reddick. Wow, JJ Reddick, the man, dog. Like JJ Reddick. Also, I've it, it's called I call it white boy fine. And when I say white boy fine, what I mean is he looks like what middle aged Republicans think they look like in their head. The ones that all think they look like Paul Ryan. They all think they look like J.J. Reddick and John Hamm. Yeah, I mean, you know, J.J. Reddick is... They all think they look like John Draper. And <laughs> J.J. Reddick just looked like a first gener- like a, like a second-generation Abercrombie and Fish version of Don Draper. Yeah. J.J. Reddick, and I'm giving him flowers this week because I salute anybody that calls Stephen A. Smith out on his bullshit now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, this is almost an ongoing segment with us the 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 rise and fall of ESPN specifically <laughs> through the eyes of Stephen A. Smith <laughs> through the forehead of Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and so JJ Reddick basically recently um, Stephen A. Smith predicted that the Warriors are going to win the finals. The reason this is strange is because we're only like two weeks and ten games into the season. Yeah, he did this like two weeks into the season. And decided that the Warriors are going to win it all. And J.J. Reddick, you could just see his face as Stephen A. Smith is, well, quote fingers, explaining (laughs) his take on the Warriors, uh, deciding that the Warriors are going to win it all two weeks in. Um, You could just see his face salivating to tell Stephen Ada, he is wrong. Mm. Strong and wrong, too. Yes. And jump right. They were like, so, JJ, you look like you want to say something. Yes, I do. Yep, it's irresponsible. <laughs> it's irresponsible. He just came right out. How do you say that? It's irresponsible. It's two, it, it, it's, ten, it, it's two weeks in, first of all. And my problem, it, not even getting it past the fact that it's two weeks, do you really think all the Warriors are going to stay healthy the whole season? Stephen A., Stephen A represents a lot of the reason why I don't watch sports-related programming outside of actual games anymore. I used to watch sports in religiously because they used to show highlights, Same. and they would have segments with you know, you know, human interest stories. And well, you're talking like about the era of Stuart Scott. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the era, yeah, uh, Chris Berman, yeah, you know, early the real G's, early Scott Van, whatever Scott Van Pelt. Rich Eisen, all the Rich different. Eisen was the man. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, you know, they reported it. They had human interest stories. Now, and, and, and I'm sorry, I have to throw shit Bayless and uh, Shannon Sharp. Yes, I said shit Bayless and Shannon Sharp. <laughs> in this, they're part of that new talking head movement along with Stephen A. Smith. And I'm sorry, um, Mike Wilman. I will say Shannon then gone off the deep end a little bit too, but. But my thing is, they've gone less from actually reporting and giving insight to just being talking heads and, and offering predictions. And like, I and to me that whole the whole prediction aspect of sports reporting now is just the absence of news and insight. And you don't have to be right; you don't have to be wrong. You just have to have a very strong take, yeah. which in the case of Stephen A. Smith is often very, very wrong. And you just have to be louder than everybody else in the room about it. And, and, and with the least amount of information possible, 
You need to offer a prediction because you believe that's what the audience wants to hear. They want to hear you say what's going to happen so that they have something to discuss later on. That nigga was wrong. Look how far back his hairline is now. (laughs) And he said as much. He did. He said as much when he was explaining Mm -hmm. why he even gave a prediction two weeks in. Because that's what they want to hear. No, they don't. They don't. We, We don't. We really don't. We want to hear you, Stephen A. Smith, say something of relevance. And he is yet to. Yet. He is yet to. The I, The only time I ever ride with him on anything is his distaste for the Dallas Cowboys. Because uh, that's a that's a throwaway. That's, that's easy. That's low-hanging fruit. Shout out to the Dallas Cowboys fucking that game, uh, fucking that game <laughs> off last week. Suck a dick. Uh, and don't ask me what about the Texans. Texans won last week. They did. So... Yeah. Either inhale the dick. Um, yeah, I now I am now I am just team anybody that's anti Stephen A. I really am. Yeah. I really am because I, he really is the poster child for the decline of ESPN as an organization. And I'm I'm about to I for I, honestly I forgot I had it in that Disney bundle. I think I'm gonna cancel that shit. ESPN Plus. I ain't using it for shit but 30 for 30. Well, I can't. I mean, it's part of the bundles. I can't really use this, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just, it's, a, it's a good bundle. It's a good bundle. It's a good bundle. Well, well, got for Hulu it. and Disney, I'm just yeah, one man. Yeah. Um, this is not an advertisement. It, not at all. Uh, but, yeah, fuck Stephen A., man. Like, I, it, and I, I'm I, people. more people standing up to him in the wake of Max Kellerman's departure mm. makes me giddy. Because fuck Stephen A. He's becoming Jason Whitlock light. He really is. But he anybody w- next to Whitlock is like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest with you, the successor the Stephen A. is leaving a successor to the throne. Um, the only person I've seen in sports entertainment recently that has worse takes than Stephen A. is probably Emmanuel Acho. The more we know about him. <laughs> The more we know about her, it makes so much more sense that Emmanuel Lacho and Yvonne Orji used to date. It's making it, it's coming clear now. Uh, yeah, Emmanuel Lacho. I'm still glad she left him. I yeah, that's true too. I am. I am. I like the short. I, I like the short hair. Um, I I might have some insecure bars later. Uh. But going into humans ain't shit. Um, I forgot to do this last week because me being sober was a new thing. I fuck up. I fuck up on this show more sober than I do when I'm drunk. For some reason, when I'm drunk, I'm always on point. You just gotta just. Drink, <laughs> that's a that's a problem. Just drink water, man. And <laughs> it it brings everything like it brings so much clarity, man. But you know what? During the week, I do nothing but drink water. All day, like my coworkers, my coworkers, they know I had a big, I, I had a big jug. Yeah, and um, mostly because it's for a hot, while it's we hot as fuck. one is hot as fuck up there at that desk, and two, for some reason we just stopped getting refills of the water cooler water, <laughs> so I had to bring enough water with me to last the day. <laughs> man, man I had to be in his own camel. Fuck this company, dog. I swear. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. I'm not going to get into it hardcore, but it's going to be a long week this week. Uh, 
Oh, damn. My, my partner up at the front desk, the one that actually knows what she's doing, is on vacation. So that just leaves me running the front, front desk by myself. That season two. Oh, man. It's about to get worse. It's about to get worse. At least it won't be hot. I told her. We talked about it. I was like, do not be surprised if you come back from vacation and they tell you that Oz, that Oz snapped and quit. <laughs> do not be surprised. Um, so... Uh, like I like I say, I fuck up a lot when I'm sober, so we skip humans ain't shit all together because we got off on the ted, uh, Sylvester Stallone tangent. Oh. But um, I did want to speak on. It feels like humans ain't shit is becoming where I speak on the dumb shit y'all say on the internet, the dumb shit that they let. I the the CIA is just dropping TikTok accounts. And podcast microphones off in the hood now, and y'all are just being allowed to say some of the goofiest shit in human history. And this time it was a sister. I really only passed by this because I liked her locks. Her locks are dope. And so she did this by herself, presumably without adult or rational, mentally focused supervision. I think I'm just going to play it. Let me see. Let me see if I can get this right in the first time. That's what it is. These men don't understand that your interest don't make you interesting. We don't care that you like comic books or video games or whatever the fuck is you like. We want to know the depth of your thoughts your thoughts, perhaps your feelings, your emotions. Like, that's like that. also the reason why we don't care if you don't like the shit that we like. Because having shit to do in your free time is not the same as having things to talk about. Okay. So... I could emotions. Oh. Why she say like that's that? how you? That's how you know. That's how you know they on that. They on that hotel bullshit. That that two woke bullshit. Old uh, NDR recent. Anyway, um, fam. On its face, this probably sounds cute to someone. On its face, when you really look at what she just said, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. It's dumb. It's dumb. So, I'm saying it. So, Some of y'all are going to get mad that I called her dumb. It's dumb. So if I could paraphrase, because I'm, I'm trying to understand what she said. She's saying basically that women don't care what your interests are. They want to know what your thoughts and feelings are. This is what she said. And that's when you call men boring. And that's when you, one, that's when you call men boring. Uh, two, um, I want to. I want to make this clear before we go any further, because some of y'all gonna jump up my ass this week. I want to make this clear that I understand what she's trying to say. I understand that ultimately the point is that men could stand to do a little self work when it comes to emotional intelligence. I understand that, and I agree. We've uh, we have said as much on this podcast numerous times. Even about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Having said that, 
the idea that someone's interests are in no way linked psychologically and emotionally to who they are as a person is stupid. Is stupid. Because what if their interests are, in fact, the psychology of people? What if their interests are philosophy? What if their interests are social justice? That's a lot of insight into who that person is. And a lot of times, our interests are usually the things that, if we're, if, if we're in love with it, the things that inform us of our, how, how we feel about our relationship with the world. Also, your interests are also one of the first things that other people notice about you and learn about you. So even before you get to the point of thoughts and feelings, what you typically learn about a person before that is what their interests are. And chances are one or more of those interests are what brought you both in proxi- into proximity of each other. It wasn't the thoughts and feelings that brought you it in, wasn't. in the proximity of each other. And let me also say, as the single, as the single party of this uh, little band of merry men here, I can't name three dates I was I've ever been on in a row where a woman opened up wanting to hear about my thoughts, feelings, and or emotions. Well, so let me say this. There's a reason for that. Yeah, let, let me say this. Let me say this. Um, because I would be betraying myself if I were not being honest here. Go ahead. Um, thoughts and feelings will come up at some point. Um, I, I will say that I have been accused very often of, of not expressing feelings or having thoughts or certain immersions in, in, <laughs> in certain situations. I'll see what kind of episode this going to be. I'm, I'm going to get you some more mixer, man, because I don't, I don't want you to. I don't want you. I'm going to get you some water, too. Okay. I um, appreciate it. Because, um, but I mean, those are all things. And again, if you want to have a well-meaning relationship, I don't think that you can have depth in a relationship without without those things coming up at some point point but it should not come at the expense don't don't try to just completely denigrate someone's interests because that those like you said those are the things those interests are the things that tend to shape people and and it it tends to define who people are and, and and what you may have in common with that person i guarantee you the way you feel about the world was informed by an artist by a content creator of your, some form. Or your parents. Or your parents. It, you know, someone outside, usually outside of your home, mm-hmm. that really hits you in a way. That's why people cry at movies. That's why people cry or get emotional when they hear a beautiful song. That's mm-hmm. why people get emotional at these TED Talks or when or I've been, or back when I performed at poetry shows when they hear a poem or something that really resounded with them i went out of my way at liquid soul back in the day each each installment to introduce people to a different poet and they were very grateful for that Mm -hmm. there were people that feel like their lives were changed by being exposed to nikki giovanni and 
to say that because someone's into that shit, that don't mean shit, is really cheap and selling and selling and selling people short. And part of the reason that probably black a lot of black men don't express themselves. And if you really want it, if you really want the full force of a black man's thoughts, feelings, and emotions, I guarantee you, first, second, third, fourth date, you you go run screaming into the night. I guarantee it. You do not want to hear the full force of my thoughts, feelings, and emotions. What's going on in here? Also, in all fairness, I mean, be be prepared, and, and again, being fully transparent. Be prepared for most black men in particular to not have the ability to it clearly express all those thoughts and feelings to you um, upon request. Because speaking to my experience in particular, I was I was conditioned to repress my feelings and not and not and not express emotions and to be stoic in the face of. In the face of many situations. Correct. So over time, I developed a callus to express it, my feelings. And, you know, when when I had more mature relationships and I was called upon to express thoughts and feelings, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Because I, I've, I never, it was never a practice for me to look internally to, to really determine what my thoughts and feelings were. So don't, you know, don't, don't, I would say don't necessarily hold it against men if they don't come out the back saying, hi, my name is Damien, I'm a Gemini, this is how I'm feeling today. I remember that, I remember that movie with John Cusack, uh, Must Love Dogs, Mm -hmm. where it was him trying to get with Diane Lane, Mm -hmm. I mean, aren't we all? (laughs) Um, And the wacky part of his character was that on the first date, right off the bat, he was like, so let's just get it out of the way. Why are you here? Why am I here? What brought, what, what emotional traumatic or whatever events brought us here? Let's just put all this shit out on the table and no hard feelings. We can just go, if we want, we can just sign the check, eat our food, sign the check, go back to our lives. Let's just cut the bullshit, man. And I felt him, but I also saw where that was meant to be depicted as him being a little psychotic and intense. Mm-hmm. Because that's not how things are done, and we know that. And you can't you can't criticize Black people, black men not being emotional or not showing their thoughts and feelings or trying to show you a little bit of who they are through their interests. Mm-hmm. And maybe once you've seen that, you ask questions. Because that's another thing. Y'all don't ask about this shit ever. Y'all really don't. Let me tell you something. I, I, I am single and dating. I can tell y'all what y'all ask about. Job, income, Sometimes, yeah, sometimes family background, maybe my fucking astrology sign. Pretty definitely my astrology sign, actually. Um, I I would imagine nowadays most people try to tell you what your Gemini sign is. Oh, they tell you who you are. Oh, I I mean, let me guess. You're a a Capricorn. Oh, oh, oh. And I I think that's your rising sign. I think you're, you're whatever. I learned that my moon is in Pisces, apparently. Oh, oh. 
In Pisces, my yeah, nigga? Yeah, bro. In Pisces, dog. Ooh. That's some shit, boy. I have no idea what that means. Ne- me neither. <laughs> but I can tell from the look on their face, that's some shit, boy. It is. That means you're compatible with... Shit, I don't know. I don't know none of that shit. I, I don't. I don't. Like, I have to ask people. Like, celestial body Twitter is so dumb. I'm sorry, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. And Mercury Retrograde is some bullshit. Fam! That's just an excuse for y'all to not do shit. I'm sorry. Did I... What? You okay? Did I do something? Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. The fuck happened? You could, I can still hear you. You can hear me? Yeah. I can't hear me. I think it's just your headphones. Okay. Yeah, just swap them out with the other ones. Yeah. I'm just, oh, here we go. Here we go. That's, I okay. Did that. I did that. I'm in there. I was like, damn, did... My bad. That was Mercury retrograde. That was that retrograde <laughs> shit. My bad. I take that back. Sam, I this, take it back. This retrograde shit is a scam, dog. Because let me tell you something. Women came out of the woodwork during this retrograde shit trying to fuck. So you Once this retrograde shit was over, <laughs> the energy changed completely. This is some shit. This is some, this is some purge shit. This is the purge. This is the purge. The retrograde shit is an excuse to do some wild shit that you would never do in any fa- any other facet of life. So and then when it's over, well, I was going through some shit. That retrograde was kicking my ass. We just we need to start capitalizing off of Mercury retrograde. Yes, somehow. we do. Yes, <laughs> having said that, yes, we, we do because that shit was a scam. Like, opinions while black crystals. I'm not going. I'm not going to say threatless. I'm not going to say no names, but there was definitely somebody that we both know that was uh, definitely hiding behind this retrograde shit. Oh, that's, that's dope. That's a, that, it, it's a scam. It's a great scam if you're good at it. But actually, huh? Mercury retrograde shirts that are only on sale during Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Let's go. Oh man, yeah. And I gotta finish the big titty energy shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm working on it. Um. Song of the week, man, because y'all, because y'all gonna get us down a whole, y'all gonna get us in some trouble. We gonna go down a whole rabbit hole, nigga. We ain't gotten in trouble yet. I'll say that's true. We haven't really gotten in trouble. Uh, I also yeah. don't know what the limit is to get us in trouble. That I'm kind of scared to find out. I'll say, maybe. Oh no, nope. we're not. We're not limitless. Nope. Let's not. Nope. No, I. We're not. Um, song of the week. I hadn't really thought through the song of the week. Okay. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna play some shit that I just, actually, that's a good one. Yeah. Let me find that. Actually. I don't play, despite my love for her, I don't play nearly enough Ari Lennox on this podcast. <laughs> um, which is surprising. I, you know, we said in pre-production that I, this is honest to God truth. Somebody on Twitter said that Ari Lennox is that is, is for chicks who, come in the bedroom trying to be sexy and then trip and bust their ass. <laughs> that is, ex- I need y'all to stop knowing my type. First of uh, all, I was about to ask you if that happened to you, would you still be willing to go through yes. with it? Yes. <laughs> I you just joined her on the floor. I love them clumsy, awkward girls, bro. I've been fucking clumsy, awkward girls for years. Are you, you kidding even, me? You don't even have to get up, ma'am. Just stay down there. I mean- <laughs> I will meet you down there. Oh, man, we can get it in wherever. It don't matter. This your, bed was... Your, your knee is swelling up as I as we speak. Just stay down there. Why do you think my mattress is on the floor? No, no, I'm kidding. So, 
But she did not, <laughs> not have. have. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad. One of these days, we're going to replay that shit. That was funny. Uh, that was funny. Um, Song of the Week is uh, Chicago Boy by Ari Lennox. It's hard to it's hard to even call this a deep cut because everything on Shea Butter Baby was fire, mm. um, but it it it's not I can't really call it a big record, um, but yeah it, it's it's fire. So let me go ahead and get this going. Pour yourself something. Yeah, get comfortable. Uh, we're gonna have a good podcast, and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Shit starting off sound like Mo Better Blues. <laughs>
callers ain't doing enough for me on this east, baby, where you at now? That was Chicago Boy by Ari Lennox. Yeah. Well, that's a that 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 is fire. That is fire. And it's fire, you know it's fire. One, the bass line is everything. Yes. Two. Um that was the that that is one of those songs that is the sum total of who Ari Lennox is. Is you gonna judge me if I fuck you before I catch this flight? <clears throat> the answer is probably no. <laughs> absolutely not. If your name is Oz, it's definitely. <laughs> yeah, if your name is Oz, the answer is absolutely not. Three, two, well, three. See, the shit's <laughs> kicking in already. Three. That ending. That is the sum total of that. Mm-hmm. That tells you everything about who this chick is. It told you everything about who this chick is when you're listening to the album as a whole. Niggas, if you're in niggas on the count of three, I need you to get out because I need to talk to these bitches. Oh wow. Oh yeah, you stepped out of the room for that. <laughs> niggas on the count of three, I need you to get out because I need to talk to my bitches. Y'all, it I need to know if y'all are really, really ready to be my friend because it gets dirty, it gets nasty, it gets ugly. Niggas, if you are part of my job, label, go. <laughs> You don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot of niggas, a lot of niggas bounce because they think it's about to be. They're about to talk about periods and shit. That's the shit you want to hear, fam. That's the shit they're making podcasts out of now. They're giving it up on these podcasts, by the way, fellas. Mm. I just want you to know that if you if you're missing out on these podcasts, you're missing out because they're giving it up now. They could be. They they want to give y'all the game, and they want y'all to come to these live shows and shit. There's a reason. They trying to low-key give y'all the game. And let me tell you something. Just to reinforce my point, most of it has nothing to do with thoughts, feelings, and emotions. <laughs> what a dumbass. Boy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> God damn. That's, see, that's some smart, dumb niggas I be talking about. Oh, boy. Oh, brother. Anyway, uh, let's see what happened in the rundown. King Richard. I have not seen King Richard. Yeah. You saw King Richard. I saw it. Yeah, this past week, yeah. So I originally was going to watch it 
I still haven't, and I don't, and I, I probably will get to it eventually. I got I, it's too much shit I want to see before that. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching. I'm not watching King Richard before I watch No Time to Die or Eternals. I'm not. Um. Okay. You know, I'm. That's the Bond fanatic in me. That's the Marvel guy. I I, I have priorities. <laughs> um. A Will Smith vehicle just isn't high on my list. It's probably what kept me skeptical originally. Um, the other thing was that, for those of you that don't know, we are working on Patreon content. And one of the things I had written down was us doing a recurring series of bad Emmanuel Lacho takes. And by bad Emmanuel Lacho takes, I mean all of them. <laughs> this man hasn't had a good idea ever. And he got to talking. He got to talking down on people that had concerns originally. Amanda Seals among them, of all people. That we've got a movie about the greatest tennis players, about two of the greatest athlete athletes of all time, and the focus is on the male figure. On its face, that felt problematic, and people, and so people started asking questions about whether or not to invest in this movie. Now, having said that, Emmanuel Acho's delivery and his snap judgment as to to shut these people down was stupid, was ridiculous, uh, much like him and his hair. This thing is selling Cadillacs now. And, but, I understand that you've watched King Richard mm-hmm. and that you have a slightly, that you, you have a take, not even a take, but what you took from King Richard. Yeah, I, I would imagine that a lot of people's criticisms of the movie came before they actually saw the movie. Sure. Uh, I thought that, yeah, I mean, you know, you and I are very realistic about anything involving a Will Smith vehicle, and, and we know about his ability to center himself on projects. But I, all I saw was this nigga on the press junkets. Mm-hmm. All I saw was this nigga cutting up with Kev on stage. Yeah. Uh, One thing we have to remember is that Venus and Serena signed off on this project, and they're actual, like, I guess executive producers of the project as well. So they had the power to veto anything that they wanted to on there if, if they felt like anything was out of place. Correct. I think what was unique about it was that most of us who are fans of Venus and Serena know their story. Mm-hmm. I think it was an interesting take to tell it from the perspective of not just the father that helped to propel them there, but the family. Instead, uh, you know, in addition to that, uh, their mother, and it was portrayed in the movie, their mother especially with Serena had a very profound effect on their success as well and was nearly as invested. Um, well, she was just as invested as Richard. Uh, he just, he just took things to a level that, you know, right. That, you know, he walked so LeVar Ball could run or correct or waddle or whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oh, I'm not waddled. You, you know, I'm not just gonna let it. But, but my thing was big it, ball of bread all up in your butt, baby. It was it, it honestly, if 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 I had kids and I wanted to show them a movie that was 
inspirational without being insulting to their intelligence at the same mm-hmm. time. This is a very feel good movie. It's a movie about a family rallying behind, um, you know, a flawed uh, person. Uh, well, it was really more about the family um, rallying behind the sisters. Okay. Than, than anything. And no, the people in the movie throughout the movie, including the family challenged Richard he was not seen as <laughs> he was very flawed, and it was it was it was shown in this movie. Um, but it also talks about the persistence of family and 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 the success of a family that that supports itself. Um, I I understand that a lot of it was dramatized for for the movie. Sure, of course. But, but I think overall it was it was not as imperfect as people think that it might have been if they hadn't watched it. Now, you can talk about colorism. You can talk about Will Smith portraying this role um, of Richard Williams. You know, they could have used other actors to really drive that point home, but it's it's a Will Smith vehicle, so we know and how that sometimes goes. I think we're on, not us in particular, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. not us in particular per se, but sometimes I think we're culturally, uh, culturally a little hard on the Smiths. Yeah. Particularly Will. I think sometimes we're a little hard on him. I think there's reasons for that. I don't want to. I don't want to deep dive that here. Maybe that's a Patreon topic. Um, but I don't. I I, I think we're a little hard. I, I I think part of the backlash was a snap judgment on Will the feeling of Will Smith being centered in a thing mm-hmm. because I I never want to dismiss those things out of hand because you can't criticize a movement without first understanding the reason the movement exists. Mm -hmm. The reason people gave a snap judgment. And let's be honest, let's not act like we don't watch a trailer. We don't watch a mini trailer for a movie. This is why they make such big events out of premiering the trailer because that's going to be our first impression. That's going to be our snap judgment. They didn't do a good job of marketing the fact that the that the that the Williams sisters produced this. Yeah. Anybody else would have had their name all over it. Wendy Williams always has her name all over them bad, them terrible ass Lifetime movies. By the way, and, and, and completely off topic, but if you needed something to rejoice about this week, rumor has it that the likelihood of Wendy Williams returning back to her show is increasingly unlikely. Hit that with the air horns. Her health um, and ever-wavering tiny, tiny legs will not um, allow her to carry herself on that show anymore. I don't don't wish any poor health on anyone. I don't wish poor health on her. I'm... I, I avoid her anyway. So I, I just wish a, I just wish a swift exit from television for her. Did she take Charlamagne with her? Mm, that's asking a lot. She brought him in. She did. She did. He's next. He's next. He was supposed to have an HBO show. I thought he thought he had. And he's on okay. Comedy Central now. Oh, okay. That went from HBO to Comedy Central. I just want I just want to put in perspective. He gets one, he gets a Friday night. When Trevor's off. Is the Reed still on Fuse? I have no idea. They're doing okay. I mean, they're still doing fine. Yeah, they're doing okay. 
Yeah. I don't want to get too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. They're, they're doing all right. Will Smith. Um, but yeah, and that might be a Patreon topic. It's, I think, and, and like I said, there's a snap judgment that we do when Will is involved in anything. Mm-hmm. There is. Um, we made there were snap judgments when he made up with Janet Hubert. We decided how we we decided what Will was feeling when Jada talked about the entanglement. We're still deciding how Will feels when Jada says anything now. Uh, that's a little. I, I'm going to get into that later. Um, and we made a snap judgment. A lot of people did. I'm not saying you or me, but a lot of people made a snap judgment when they saw a man being centered in a story about two of the greatest athletes ever. I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't. And and for the information to not just be given to you, which it usually is like that in a trailer like that, I don't blame people for at least unpacking and asking questions. That's not unreasonable. Yeah. And a lot of people are blaming the, the movie's poor performance on that. I don't think anybody... It, the people that were going to watch that movie were going to watch that movie no matter what. Nobody was convinced out of watching the movie. Right, those people and me. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it, yeah, like we're in the era like this. is This season has been the era of Dune and the Eternals. Let's keep it a buck. Yeah. Dune, the Eternals. And I don't know. I think there's something else out with game and squid game. <laughs> I don't think I, it, I don't think that movie was going to. Pro- I, I don't. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not. I'm saying I suspect it was going to perform well. It's a straight to HBO Max movie, so it, it's it's going to do what it did. It, it right, and we can't. And I, I think that the market, the box office market right now, is so volatile because people were trying to decide that Eternals was a flop, and it's not, and it made its money back, and then some. Um, like the box office is so volatile right now. We don't know really what's going to just show out, show up and show out unless it's Spider-Man at this point. You haven't seen Eternals yet, so I won't say much. I haven't, no, I haven't watched Eternals yet. I'm glad they made their money back. Fair enough. We'll say that. The point I'm making is that, yeah, the box office right now, is volatile because nobody because a lot of studios don't know what they want to do with the streaming shit. Well, and, and also, to be very fair to a lot of studios, everything that you're watching right now was made during a pandemic. Correct. So there's a lot of stuff. It was either made during a pandemic or it was made in 2019 and they had to sit on it for two years. Correct. There's so, stuff they still they're still sitting on. Right. So you know. There's a little, there's a little grace that I show, you know. Even when I realize, like, oh shit, this is just Dune Part One, right? Well, it was also made during a pandemic. All right, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all, I'm gonna let y'all cook. 2023, <laughs> I better see Zendaya actually do something. That's a, that's a fair. I well, to be if you read, like, she was. Involved is about as much as she was inv- as that character was involved in the first half of the story, right? 
As someone who has read the book. Going into the movie, I didn't realize I was only going to be looking at the first half of the story, but that that's understandable. Right. Because I was also thinking, how are they going to fit the whole book in one movie? That's impossible. That's why That's why for so many years they've called it unfilmable. <laughs> Unless you do what David Lynch was forced to do, which is make four hours of it and put Sting in a diaper. I just... I, I know this is way off topic. I, yeah. I, I really wish they could have given them like the leg room to actually do like a limited series of Dune. We're going to get a Dune series. We're going to get an HBO Max Dune but I, series. But I mean... We're getting one. I mean... Oh, no, no. Don't worry. No, 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 no. Don't worry. Let me, let me be clear. Just because it came and went from HBO Max... That's true. Do not worry. They are betting the farm on this being a Star Wars killer. Lord of the Rings, Wheel of Time, watch out. That's how they marketed it. They about to doom your ass to death. Oh, you think? Just because we ain't getting part two until, what, 2023 or some shit? You think it's a, they've taken a break? No, 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 no. Oh, no. They about to doom your black ass to death. Oh, they about to doom it up, nigga. Boy, they gonna pull some. They gonna pull some characters out their ass from the the peripheral books when when Frank Herbert's son ruined the franchise and shit. Books ain't nobody ever heard of. We about to get Dune anime. We about to get the animatrix in this motherfucker. Boy, they about be careful what you wish for. Is all I'm saying. I I see the tea. I'm reading the tea leaves. I just, you know, Dune is coming for your ass. <laughs> if they could have taken the current format and just stretched it over like eight hours. Nigga, we about to get Dune <laughs> animated by Peter <laughs> Chung, voiced by Jason Momoa. You thought that was the end of Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa got six clones out there. Man, get the fuck. It, it fam. Ain't, it ain't real until they, they get the voice of Chris Pratt in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, no, they can't. They can't afford their stock to go down like that. <laughs> no, they can't do that. They can't. They, they, they gonna stop. Watch. They gonna stop gambling on Chris Pratt and these franchises, fam. We have seen our last Jurassic Park with this motherfucker. I tell you that right now. They gonna find a way to put Giancarlo Esposito in the, <laughs> in the series. <laughs> don't. I, they gonna create a villain just for him. Don't be surprised when 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 everything Chris Pratt was gonna be in for the next five years. Don't be surprised when they just magically swap that motherfucker out with uh, <laughs> with Chris Evans well. and don't say shit about it and don't say nothing about it. I've always been Star-Lord. What are you talking about? I, 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 yeah, I, I think I think Guardians of the Galaxy might be his last, like, big role. One hundo. One hundo. Fam. Unless it, it, it's either that or they're going to have this motherfucker playing Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm telling you now. I mean... He might produce that himself <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Chris, you thought Chris Pratt's stock has gone down? Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt ain't, ain't even gonna be in the top one hundred Chris's no more. Yeah, like I would say, white dudes named Chris are very expendable. There's some tough Chris's out there. You can always find a white dude named Chris. Okay, if we're just talking about white dudes named Chris, yeah, sure. Okay, fair enough, because. I, I was watching Axios and turned it off just off of the strength that Chris Christie was on. 
He didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. I'm telling you that that look that that weird that weird little homespun New Jersey charm he be doing. That's that's getting old fast. So Chris Christie or Chris Pratt. Anyway, way off topic. This nigga about to play fuck Mary Kill and shit. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, so we had a listener letter last week telling us that one of our listeners was moving back to Houston. Yeah. Also, hit her with the air horns. Did she ever say where she whether she was going to the north side or not? I she didn't. She didn't. We still need that answer. We need that answer. That's we need to know what side important. of town you on. Are you on the southwest? Like what's what part of South Side are you on? You in South Park? Cause if you in South Park, we ain't coming to see you. I mean, I'm right down the street. <laughs> That's still a risk I ain't taking. Hey. I, I don't know. I got a pass. Um, are you if you're on the north side, what part of the north side are you on you in, you in Greens Point? Is it any part of North Side? Then the answer is no. Then the answer is no. We're <laughs> never coming to see you. Um, Mr. A's, I draw the I draw the line, at Mr. A's, and even then I've been there in years. The the, the place the place I've never seen a strip club with saloon doors and as an entrance. <laughs> that place is a that place is a repurposed strip club. They didn't even bother to take all the mirrors or the stage out. What is it now? It's a bar. It, it, it's a it's a it's a strip club with a bar over it. Like that's what they did. They just they just took out all the strippers and the strobe lights, <laughs> put in some saloon doors, and got some and got some solo cups. And now we have a bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's exactly what Mister A's is. Is it pet friendly? <laughs> Nigga, no, I wouldn't bring I wouldn't bring my pet in there. Pet friendly restaurants are dumb, y'all. I'm saying it. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm. He's sober, by the way. I'm just saying, <laughs> man. Know. I don't want your dog next to my my fucking spaghetti. Get your dog the fuck out of here. Don't they have places for your dog to like sit? Home. <laughs> <laughs> In the park. <laughs> oh shit. Um. So think I'm up here eating. I, I was I was at Onion Creek <laughs> a few weeks ago. Enjoying steak night. It was a nice day out. It was a nice evening outside. Steak night with a couple friends. Fucking dog just comes up, just sits next to our table like, what you got for me, homie? Nigga, control the pet population. Have your dog spayed or neutered. Oh, man. Bob Barker. (laughs) Take your dog home. Bob Barker and have to (laughs) I will spay or neuter you, dog. Oh, man. Why? I love dogs, so I'm sorry. You were saying? Uh, so, we feel it is important because it's that time of year. People are trying to relocate. It's the holidays. People are, you know, people, are, you know, college kids going home, all that kind of shit. Getting their first good meal in months. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, finally Hot. get to take the mask off. Hot pockets ain't hitting like that right now. <laughs> Fam. You can't go back to every Hot Pocket. <laughs> Some of them hot pockets, man. Once you've had a good meal, some of them hoes don't stand up against the test of time. Philly cheesesteak hot pockets are not it. I mean, basically just pepperoni. Like pepperoni is really the only one. I would say pepperoni. To to. Pepperoni and ham and cheese are the ones be hitting all day. I had a chicken and spinach one that I tried to go the back fuck? to. It, it was it was a good alternative. Was to, that a lean pocket? Yeah, pocket. lean pockets don't hit, dog. They don't. The lean pockets do not slap <laughs> whatsoever, fam. I no, I, I'm, I'm, I mean that. 
Yeah. The them high protein hot pockets hit so some, some guilt pockets, man. Guilt pockets. Them hot them high protein hot pockets hit. Them whole slap. Yeah. Chicken bacon ranch hot pockets, nigga. Like three three cheese, six meat hot pockets. Have you seen the most <laughs> in the store? I haven't seen a hot pocket in like twenty years. They bro. got high protein hot pockets now that are just they, they they be trying to give you an entree in a hot pocket, fam. They give you like a, a charcuterie. To charcuterie hot pockets, nigga. They be going four Yo, four cheese, three meat pizza <laughs> hot pocket, nigga. That is a Ghostface album. Ghostface <laughs> charcuterie, charcuterie, charcuterie hot pockets. That's also the name of this episode. <laughs> oh shit! Episode one sixty one. Not that. Ghostface. This is episode sixty one. We did not mention that at the beginning of this podcast. Um, but we decided. That if you're moving back to Houston, there are some things you need to know. We made a list. Well, it's not really a list, but there are some things we know of. If you're moving back to Houston, you just you need to know the following. I don't even know how to spell charcuterie, but I don't even know how to pronounce it. Honestly, that's why women just keep calling it shark coochie. Shark is it's meat and cheese on a board. That's correct. Okay, sorry. Um. You know what they used to call that shit? Finger food. I'm so country. <laughs> they used to call that shit finger food. Or hors d'oeuvres. Niggas, niggas had to come and make some and make up some new shit. I used to call it Lunchables. Yeah, we also did <laughs> call it Lunchables. All this is, is correct. Is, is lunchables for adults. That's what that shark coochie shit is. Yeah, you're correct. Um, things you need to know if you're moving back to Houston. I bet you if I put them raggedy ass crackers <laughs> and cheese and bologna on a board... <laughs> White people would be like, oh, this is so... Is this fusion? What do you call this? Call the Lunchable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Things to know when you're coming back to Houston. One, everyone is here now. Everybody. Everybody. Every every single person is here. Everyone is in Houston. If you name them, they are here. They're here. They're here. and, and, And if your name is Celebrity, they got two houses here. Yes. I just found out Tommy... Tammy Roman lives here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because her daughter, her her daughter lives here. Yeah, uh, her uh, her daughter is a pretty. She got one daughter that's a dope rapper, and she got another daughter that's a dope singer, I believe. Um, okay. Yeah, they they're they're talented for real. Mm. Um, they were on they were on that uh talent show, that VH1 talent show that uh was completely fucked up because Rick Ross kept letting just Britney pass. Because he wanted to fuck. The dream literally looked at him after she after he gave he gave her a yes. The dream literally looked at Rick Ross and was like, "You owe me, fam." Just Britney is from Houston, right? Or something like that. Sadly, yes. Okay, haven't I mean Northside, Northside? Yeah, haven't heard or seen her in a while. So I think she went to like Wheatley. She keeps telling people she was the valedictorian. That's not saying a (laughs) lot. How the fuck you gonna be valedictorian in a Franklin Beauty School, nigga? What the fuck? <laughs> Have you ever heard of a valedictorian in cosmetology? Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it, but quit telling people you. <laughs> anyway, anyway, fuck just Britney. Anyway, um, everybody's here. Oh, I'll say, yeah, that's another one. Just Britney is still here. She is still here somewhere. If you were somewhere, if you were trying to get away from her, you will not. She's still here. Um, 
you also need to know traffic. Let's see. In the note of traffic, every street is still under construction. Still. Every street is being fixed simultaneously at once Again. because that is a good idea. It's a terrible idea. It's a, they, it's, we didn't need him to do it all at the same time so we can all be late to work. I mean, you can't get that under the table money unless you do. <laughs> I, Remember when they fixed all the streets downtown and then two years later they were like, oh, we forgot to put the, the whole rest under them. Right. We need to tear up all the streets. No, it was like a year later. They tore up all the streets again. Like, sure oh, did. my bad. We forgot to put the utilities under the street. Remember when they when they finally when they finally fixed Alameda over there by the VA hospital for real and stopped putting just slabs of asphalt on top of each other? Well, they're tearing it up again now because now because now the two eighty eight six ten interchange is yeah. going to have an exit that feeds directly into Alameda. Fuck. So they all the way off tearing up that part of Alameda once again. They want everybody on the so side of town to be late for work. Everybody, so, so everybody down. can't nobody get into the city no more. Holmes Road is still fucked. That, y'all need to know that Holmes Road is still fucked. They're still working on it. <laughs> it's three now, years later, have they made progress in the last year? No, no, hell no. They have not. No, uh, all them people went on break like a year ago. I I was I rode down Holmes Road the other day and it hit a pothole so bad that my and I'm not even exaggerating my car almost flew off the road oh, and shit. I was driving the speed limit. See, see, that's that bullshit. Other things you need to know. Um, oh, so there was once Lewis Black, famous comedian. Lewis Black once had a joke that the end of the universe was located here in Houston, Texas. It was on West Gray. West Green Shepherd. And Shepherd. And it was a Starbucks across the street from another Starbucks. And that was that was actually and I know people that worked at those Starbuckses. And that was the actual name of that. It was actually called the end of the end of the universe. Yeah, people started calling it that shit. Now what's wild is after he made that joke, they built a Barnes and Noble behind one of those Starbucks and put a Starbucks in it. They had three Starbuckses. On on one on on two, two block radius, <laughs> you need to know that that is not amazing anymore. It's not, and that Starbucks everywhere you are, there's a Starbucks near you. Everywhere you are, they have they have surpassed CVS and Walgreens. Yes, for location, there's a Starbucks everywhere you can imagine. Now, they're about to develop one where you just. All, you just have to think of your drink, and it shows up. Pretty much. Uh, these motherfuckers, Starbucks got out of control. Now I'm starting to think that Starbucks is a CIA plant. There is a Starbucks in the building that I work in. I don't see people that work at Starbucks anymore. It used to be I used to know people in my day-to-day life that worked at Starbucks. Now I don't recognize none of these motherfuckers in any other facet of day-to-day living, which tells me that... Starbucks has become a CIA plant. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, it's a CIA plant. Because um yeah, it is. Star Starbucks Starbucks is like the herald of gentrification. It's like the silver surfer of uh Because if you really need to monitor people, yeah. You can't ever there's someone holding a Starbucks cup 
in every city block. Well, there are at least a dozen Starbucks. That is digital mapping. Cups in this house, and I didn't make any of them here. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Other things you need to know. Um, If you're trying to uh, purchase housing within what they call the loop or greater Houston or any place you see on that map when they show Houston, you're going to drop half a mil. Otherwise, say hi to Katie. Say hi to West Chase. Say hi to Pearland. Um. And eventually, like... Some parts of East Downtown. <laughs> right. Select parts of East Downtown um, where you will be doing the lion's share of the rene- of the renewals on that yeah. on that building. Um, yeah. Sometime in the last 10 years, Houston decided, oh, shit, we can charge as much as other places. And so they have. And so they have. And when you... When, you, when, when those of you who started coming from places with higher cost of living were like, Hey man, I used to get a, a, a one bedroom, one bath for 300,000. Yeah. I can afford this town home in the middle of the city and pay for it in cash. Houston was like, Oh, you can bet bet. That's what everyone's going to pay now. I've never, I've never, I've never thought I'd say to myself, damn, wonder what the cost of living in Atlanta is. Oh, it's the same as Houston now. Oh, shit. Every city, every Real major fuck. city has decided, you know what? We can charge Brooklyn prices now. That's how I know that light rail ain't never happening. It's because these motherfuckers from California have been coming down here like, hey, man, we're willing to pay top dollar for bullshit. And Houston is like, we're willing to offer it. That's how I know that light rail shit ain't never going down. <sighs> they, they, The hippies are trying it. The hippies are trying it. They're not gonna let that shit. You talking about the light rail from Houston to Dallas? They were talking about Houston to Dallas. They were talking about one from Houston to like Georgia. Never. They were talking about one from Houston to Cali. Never. Not happening. Never. Not happening. Not ever. Houston to Dallas might happen. I mean, because shit, if you live <sighs> yeah, in yeah, but that's Dallas. If you live in the woodlands, you <laughs> basically you live in Dallas. Correct. Yeah the the train the the train if and when it's ever done can get you from Houston to Dallas in an hour, which means that I don't need leather shorts and tall tees that quickly. Wow, I'm just telling you. you. I'm just telling you. I don't need leather shorts, tall tees, booty and, fades, and 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 them, them stupid ass ducktail haircuts that fast. That booty fade. Ah, oh man, that that's a horrible haircut. It is. It's the worst haircut. People talk about chili, but you no know, people talk about Southside fades. Fam, that ducktail shit is the worst. It's the worst haircut of all time. Well, it's for black people. Business in the front, party in the back. You ain't never lied. Shout out to Mario Lopez. Mm. That's, a, that's on a side note. Uh, and, and that's really it for that list. <laughs> on a side note, when the fuck did Mario Lopez become like the go-to like union union rep? For all lifetime Christmas romance movies, he really is the Winter Soldier. They really pull him out for any reason. Hey, whatever, whatever age serum he's on, it's, it's <laughs> whoever. He, I need to know who his celebrity familiar is. Fam, Mario Lopez 
is a familiar like he, he is the experiment. Like he is he is the, the experiment that they are developing to destroy the Daywalker. That's yeah. what it, they, they're going to have him fight Blade in <laughs> in in the third Mahershala movie. Yeah, I'm like, telling you now. There's Delroy Lindo, then there's Mario Lopez. Fam, they added Delroy Lindo to the to the Blade movie. They will do anything to keep Wesley out of this shit, won't they? <laughs> you know Wesley. You have to sign a non-disclosure agreement that you will stop answering the phone for Wesley once you take this job on. Wesley's going to show up, man. <laughs> I, I already, you know, Wesley's going to show up, and they're going to figure out a way to squeeze Ryan Reynolds in there. He'll probably be Deadpool in a Blade movie. His stock, Wesley's stock is sliding. I know Wesley's stock is going south because I just saw a Netflix movie a Netflix series with him and Kevin Hart. Did you watch the whole thing? No. I could make I made it halfway through the first episode. Fam, I I don't know. I I didn't divide, I I was my mom was watching. It. I got to talking to her while she was watching it. Fam, Kevin Hart playing Kevin Hart in a murder mystery meets an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I didn't sign up for that. And 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 Wesley being his mysterious friend who knows a guy I ain't signed up for none of that the, shit. The moment that things start, Wesley Snipes is Mike Ehrman Trout. Yeah. At, at, as soon as things started happening in the first episode, I was like, oh, I already know what, what's happening here. <laughs> and, I, and I hit up someone that had already seen it, and I was like, man, I'm watching this shit. Is this what happens? He was like, he's like, yeah, 100%. Is it that apparent? I was like, yes. Fuck out of here. No. Kevin Hart. I liked it better when Kevin Hart was just cutting up with The Rock. That's it. Just keep doing that. No, keep there, doing that. There are some people who have said, though, that true story is is good. And I, and I think it's possible that it, it may be good. I just, if I already know what's happening, then I'm just. I'm, Wasn't my type of hype. You know. Wasn't my type of hype. Shout out to Billy Zane getting a check in 2021. Billy Zane? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Nigga, did they pull out the Phantom? <laughs> My nigga that left old bitch hanging on Titanic. The one and only. Oh. Ooh, ooh. Netflix pushing it, dog. They got to chill out with these with these with these price increases, dog. Billy Zane playing a Greek gangster. Fam. A bald Greek gangster. Was he the fixer? Yes. Nigga. <laughs> I quit. I quit. <laughs> Boy, and, and, and it only upsets me because I didn't I I didn't pay this this price increase for y'all to go pull Billy Zane out of out of y'all ass, motherfucker from Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Anyway, what else is going on, dark? Oh, here's some here's some more shit that's going on. So NFTs are a scam. This is my this is just, this, just lead in with it. <laughs> NFTs are a scam, dog. And I know now that NFTs are a scam. Um, well, I've known it for I've known it for a while. Cause I always say my rule about this kind of shit is when the wrong people are involved. Right. Like I didn't hear any credible names involved yet. Like usually if DJ Khaled is involved, I'm like, it's probably right. It's probably not giving what it's supposed to give. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard a good name involved with NFTs yet. Dame Dash, <laughs> nigga, Tory Lanes. Oh, 
Oh, Tory Lane swear he about to make guap off these NFTs, dog. He did. He jumped on live. It's just he swear he made, about to make guap off this shit. Um, they 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 only are profitable if you are famous and you can sucker other people into buying them from you. The Winklevoss twins. How do we not, as a society, as a label, as a crew, understand now in twenty twenty one that if Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss are involved in something, it is a scam. These are the same motherfuckers that were told that that swear that Mark Zuckerberg stole Facebook, and everybody said, "Well, if he stole it from you niggas, make another Facebook." Mm. And you and ain't made shit since. Make another hold. Remember when? Remember when they got involved in Bitcoin, and all of a sudden, people's people's money in Bitcoin started disappearing, and nobody could explain why. That was the Winklevoss twins. Every time they're involved in something, I know it's a scam. You know how I also know something's a scam? Because someone has convinced Waka Flocka Flame what? that it's true. Oh, he got to explain that to me. Fam. You, oh, this is his explanation. Oh, okay. Here we go. <clears throat> I'm listening. They call NFTs non-fungible token, right? An NFT is something that's rare, right? It's person to person, it's pair to pair. We need to treat the blockchain in your mind like the internet. Huh? The blockchain is our internet, literally. No. What's, what's going to be new is what they call 3.0. What? Cryptocurrency and NFTs is on the blockchain. What? So what? The blockchain is the big dog. So. Huh? Mm-hmm. Fam. Wait, he, he literally, <laughs> he literally said nothing. He said, that nigga said the blockchain in your mind. The blockchain in your mind is the internet? <laughs> like, no one gave him a PowerPoint or something to read from when he was up there? They didn't give him bullet points? Waka Flocka can't read. This is why Tammy left. I see it now. I see it now. This is why Tammy left. Yeah, she left again. This is why Tammy left. I don't know who Tammy is. The, oh. The, the three point, it's the 3.0? I, this thing is <laughs> wait. First of all, the first thing he said was wrong when he said, "Yeah, NFTs are non fungible tokens. NFTs are real. They're 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 actually not real." First of all, you know a nigga don't know what he's talking about when he's talking when he's talking about crypto when he says like blockchain six times in one sentence. That nigga's. That nigga said the blockchain in your mind, fam. The blockchain in your mind. Like this is this is Tammy. This is his ex-wife. Oh. <laughs> she doesn't need him. <laughs> she, she will be okay. <laughs> in whatever she chooses. She will be okay. <laughs> the blockchain in her mind <laughs> is not on the internet. Don't need to be. <laughs> oh my god! So, <laughs> so these are the people, and he and Waka Flock is one of those people. If I were to pull him to the side and say, "I heard your explanation up there. I have a few more questions about NFTs. Could you break them down for me?" He would immediately say, "Do your research." I hate that shit. <laughs> People will tell you some shit that doesn't make any fucking sense anywhere, and then they, and then when they, when you call them on it, not making any sense, do your own research. It's out there for you. I'm asking you. I'm asking you, motherfucker. I'm asking somebody that's <laughs> supposed to have 
firsthand experience with this. This is part of my research. This is right. Asking someone, asking someone in this field or that's trying to convince you they in this field. I'm assuming that's why they had him talking about crypto at a revolt summit. Yo, because Puffy just because Puff just lets anybody on these motherfuckers now. Shout out to the new episode of South Park post pandemic when they just straight up said <laughs> cryptocurrency is a Ponzi scheme. Fam, y'all. I'm not going to go into detail here, but let me just say, my niece has been playing Roblox for years, and and every so often she asks my sister for some money to buy new clothes for her stupid little avatar in Roblox. <laughs> NFTs are basically in-game purchases for adults. You're buying the idea of something. You're not buying a tangible item. You're paying for the idea of something in hopes that somewhere down the line, someone will believe that it's worth more than what you paid for it. Correct. The beautiful thing about NFTs is that at some point down the line, someone's going to say, Fam, I know, I understand that you paid $3,000 for a JPEG of a pig with with feathers. Having said that, you got me fucked up. I am not paying for that shit, and no one else is going to pay that shit. You stuck with that $3,000. You basically have to hope that somewhere down the line, someone is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to pay more for that dumb shit than you paid for it. Question everybody you know in your timeline. That keeps trying to lecture lecture people about crypto and do your research on crypto and blockchain mm-hmm. and can't answer a single question about it. I gave Oz a a thirty second explanation of blockchain in layman's terms. No one else has explained it to me like that. And it was, you know, it, it is what it is, y'all. First of all, salute to Randall for defining blockchain without actually saying the word blockchain right defining a word without <laughs> using the word 18 million times yeah, i mean blockchain is basically like you know when you, when you have the blockchain and you know it's on that's on like like so and so that's on the blockchain yeah okay i understand what's on the blockchain but what is it what does the blockchain what purpose what function does it serve it's like but you can't have cryptocurrency without the blockchain Correct. What is the blockchain? I mean, NFTs and all that. Blockchain. See? See? That shit. Oh, boy. What is an L- NFT? I mean. You want to talk about 3.0. Ponzi a, Scammer 3.0 is upon us. It's a non-fungible token. That's what NFT is. That was the first thing this motherfucker said. You know, NFT is non-fungible token, right? That's Okay. I, so the blockchain in your mind. You didn't even explain non-fungible token. I don't. Is there a blockchain in my mind? <laughs> the CIA is in Waka Flocka's mind. That's what Man. happened. That's what happened. Um, Ske- uh, Skellen Skarsgård, you will know him. This man once made a song called <laughs> Rooster in My Rory. <laughs> Rooster in My Rory. And we didn't question him. And y'all, y'all niggas are taking investment advice from him. From the man who said, oh, let do it. We, and that was a phrase in English. <laughs> oh, let do it. Oh, let do it. Come on, y'all. Man. Of course, that was a revolt. Panel that was a revolt panel. 
anything that anything that Puff can stick a Ciroc logo on, he'll let them, he'll let you say whatever. He'll let he'll let Waka, uh, Freddie Gibbs, and <laughs> fucking and fucking Justin LaBoy talk about anything. Anything. Boy. Hey, let me just put a Ciroc logo on it. Put a bottle in front of you. And Freddie don't give a fuck as long as they let him drink. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Freddie Gibbs. That's my nigga, dog. And talk shit about his enemies. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> um. So Skellen Skarsgård has has made some salient points. And who is that again? Skellen Skarsgård, some of you will know him as Eric Selvig from the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. the the astronomer dude from the Thor movies. From the Thor movies the specifically. Old, the yeah. old white dude, yeah. Correct. Um some of you will know him. I, I, there's a bunch of stuff y'all know him from. He's he's he, he's out there. He's out there. He's an old white man that's been getting a lot of work for a long time yeah. and, and so is his kids. Because it, it, I'm pretty sure one of his sons was in True Blood. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so they they out there. Um, anyway, Skellen Skarsgård uh, was in an interview recently and made some salient points about uh, in in answering what do you think of the superhero movies today? Mm-hmm. Um. This was a good answer because I'm I'm, I'm going to get through this as quickly as possible. Um, what is your take on the criticism of superhero movies by directors such as uh, Martin Scorsese and Ridley Scott? I've got nothing against superhero movies. I've been in a couple, and they definitely have a place. The problem is that the system that allows eight people to own half of the wealth in the world enhances the power of the market forces so small and ind- so that small and independent cinemas rarely exist anymore outside of a few big cities. There's no distribution channels for all the mid-budget films that have the best actors, the best writing, because they can't throw up $3 million for a marketing campaign. When cinemas let them in, they do so for one week, and if it doesn't pay off in a week, they're gone. Um, remember the God... <clears throat> Remember that The Godfather first opened in 100 cinemas in the United States. Big films now open in 4,000. They had small ads in the New York Times, but it grew and grew because it was such a good film. The people's opinions have uh, has the people's opinion has no chance anymore, and that is sad. I think we should have Marvel films and more roller coaster films. We should have other films too. And that's the sad thing. When raw, more, when raw market forces come in, studios start being run by companies that don't care if they're dealing in films or toothpaste so long as they get their 10% return. When AT&T took over Time Warner, it immediately told HBO to, come, to become lighter and more commercial. They were always making, they were always making money, but not, not enough for an investor. Now, and, and this interview, if you want the full interview, the interview is in The Guardian. Um, he made some salient points here that I don't a hundred percent agree with, but I, uh, but I see the value in them. I, I just have a hard, I just want to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. First time I just want to have a, I have a hard time believing that of all the thousands of movies that get made in a year, the advent of three or four movies in a year. Let's see what Marvel had. Shang-Chi. Eternals, uh, Spider-Man's coming. Black Widow was early. Black Widow, Black Widow, but that was streaming. Yeah, it was day and date streaming, and and 
And I feel like the again the box office mark the box office market is too volatile right now to point at superhero movies and go that's to blame. It you know for me it's interesting, and this is this is this is less of a statement on on Skarsgård's point and more to the criticisms of the Ridley Scotts and the Martin Scorsese's of the world. First of all, they need to realize, like most people under the age of 40 understand, is that movie theaters, in-person movie theater viewing is a, I'm not going to say it's a dying medium, but let's say it's a changing medium. Very much so. It, it's, um, there are movies, much like when people started having the ability to download individual songs versus entire albums, there are movies that, we normally would have paid to see in theaters because we had no choice that we would much rather watch at home at home, which most of pretty much every movie that you see on Netflix now is a movie that was probably intended for the theaters. And they were like, eh, are people going to pay $10 to watch this? No, they're not going to Ridley Scott. And I, I actually pulled up his catalog now just to kind of remind myself Ridley Scott had a run where he had movies that were the Marvel movies of his time. Where this they, is true. They were must-see movies that you had to see in theaters. Namely, Alien. Aliens. Alien 3. James Cameron was Alien was Alien. Okay, was Alien I'm sorry. 2. James Cameron was Alien 2. Uh, David Fincher was uh, 3. Right. But you, you get but my I point. But I get it. You get Blade my Runner. Point. Blade Runner, who, which... Has how many versions of Blade Runner have they made? Like 10 million. Right. Prometheus, American with, Gangster, Gladiator. With the most boring version being Blade Runner 2049. I don't apologize for saying that. Oh. It was an hour too long. I stand by what I said. That shit was hard. Though. It looked nice, but again, it's it's the same. You're, you're, he is still forcing the same formulas down our throats. Now, if a movie like G.I. Jane came out today, yeah. would we go to the theater to see it? No. Or would it, would, it be a that Netflix would not, movie? That would not do numbers. It would be a Netflix movie. Guaranteed. It would be like Extraction now. Agreed. It, it would be a strong Netflix movie. Very much so. So they have to realize that because the only option at the time, you know, to see a movie like Robin Hood starring Russell Crowe would not fly in theaters today. I'm sorry, y'all. Thelma and Louise would be a streaming movie today if it came out today. This is true. So, I mean, look at the success of House of Gucci. I heard House of Gucci kind of wrecking, though. I don't know. The Last Duel didn't. It did not. That could have been. Who would have thought didn't nobody want to <laughs> see Matt Damon in a sword fight? You know, Fuck. Matt Damon and, and Adam Driver, you know, and Kylo Ren. Fuck out of here, bro. Um, and, and, and here's the other thing. Also, Fuck him for Prometheus. Fuck, fuck Ridley Scott for Prometheus. So my point, my point is that, and I, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. These, you know, Marvel films, re, they represent tentpole films. And yes, superhero movies are a genre. They happen to be very popular right now. And, and particularly with the success of the world building that Marvel did. And, and, and superhero movies are popcorn movies. They are 100%. movies. They are movies. They're not art house films. You're not going to take that shit and go home and digest it and talk about it 
You go talk quit, about and quit trying to guilt me for them not being art house films. Right, Suck a dick. They are popcorn movies. They are there so you can watch a nigga with a purple chin snap half the people out of existence and then sit on a hill and go, <sighs> fam. And you come back correct, and, and then you come back a year later. You watch him get his ass whooped. That's what that shit does. It is not there. And, you, and I, I'm just uh, no, and you're correct. And and let me tell you something else. Furthermore, the thing that upsets me is the is the the fan response and the and like how movie snob Twitter has jumped in. It's like, oh my god, that's what Martin Scorsese was trying to say all this time. That's what Ridley Scott was trying to say all this time. Y'all not gonna piss on my leg. Tell me it's raining. Fuck y'all. Y'all re- because y'all really came out hard. When Martin Scorsese, because y'all didn't even pay attention to that part. Y'all paid attention to the part where he said it's not real art and it's not real cinema. And y'all jumped on and sucked his dick to no end over it. I swear. No, no, they did. I bullshit you not. And the same thing with Ridley Scott. Don't come now that Skellen Skarsgård has actually made salient points and that he has expounded on those salient points without disrespecting the genre. Because the first thing out of his mouth was, they cool. I've been in a couple. It's all good. I don't have a problem. He said twi- He said twice in that statement. He, he made it clear that he wasn't trying to insult any of the fans. Ridley Scott jumped up, jumped up everybody's ass and went, "Oh, you fucking, oh, you fucking millennials with your phones didn't go see my movie about Kylo Ren and 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 and, and fucking Matt Damon in a sword fight. Suck my dick, man. Stand on your shit, on your words. Stand on your shit. You that was your statement. That was that was your stance. Y'all wanted a reason to piss on popcorn movies because you're fucking snobs. And the problem with this, and the reason this is making me so upset." Is because one as a as a comic book critic, as a critic, mm-hmm. as a writer, mm-hmm. one of the things that I respect is that is when people can criticize content or art without making it the the audience's fault or without making it the, making it art's fault for something that art that that art has nothing to do with. This is worth your time. This is not worth your time. This is why Scott Woods, shout out to him, is one of my favorite is one of my favorite writers and critics of culture and content out there. He can do this without insulting people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people are going to say, "Well, you insult people all the time." I insult people who insult people. So suck my dick. Um, having said that, Ridley Scott came out and was like, "You fucking millennials." Martin Scorsese came out and said, "Well, it's not real art." It's not real art, and I would know real art because I make mafia movies. And for those of you who say he makes more than mafia movies, sorry, Wolf of Wall Street is one of my favorite movies, but it's also Goodfellas for Stark Brokers. <laughs> Period. I, I'm, about, I'm about to say something that's blasphemous, and this will be my last point on this. Correct. Because okay. this, this, yeah. this, this is when, when, when you and I have grown up, or arguably grown up, <laughs> Um, ish <laughs> reading comic books and we, we understand Correct. the medium we understand serialized long form storytelling yes so you you and I can appreciate the the level of world building and character development that Marvel did from 2008 to 2019 um, 
over the course of like 22 movies in building up an entire Marvel saga story. And making it pay off. I will contend, this is going to sound blasphemous, but I'm standing by this with my full chest. At the end of the day, when you look at what they accomplished in the world of storytelling, and, and not all the movies in that 22 film run were perfect, and some of them were not even very good. But if you look at that overall run of storytelling and the way that it culminated with Infinity War and Endgame, I will contend that Infinity War and Endgame are two movies that will stand the test of time in terms of the, the impact and the culmination of storytelling and to a, to a generation of people will have a similar impact to what old heads see with like Godfather and Godfather 2. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. I'm not saying that they are quote unquote as good as Godfather. Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 are classic movies, classic, classic, Storytelling. You don't vehicles. have to. You don't have to apologize right. for Godfather and Godfather right. Two because Godfather Three exists, fam. It, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, Infinity War and Endgame. You, you anyone as a cinephile, cinephile or whatever, cannot look at those two movies and say, "Wow, this is like perfect." It, it's to me, it's perfect storytelling. Yes. It's perfect storytelling. Those two movies stand on their own, and people may, this generation may revisit those movies much in the same way as old farts like us go back and look at Godfather and Godfather 2. Like, damn, those are fucking staples of cinema. So don't, like, I understand now how my parents feel when they're like, oh, man, you know, they don't make good music anymore. And I understand how that's bullshit because it, it's music that doesn't serve you. And I'm sorry, Martin Scorsese, who cannot make nothing but mafia movies. And I'm sorry, Ridley Scott, who is a talented filmmaker, but has been very inconsistent throughout his career. No, no, we we don't have to we don't have to sugarcoat it. This motherfucker made Alien Covenant. This motherfucker tried to make Danny had Danny McBride fighting the alien. Fuck out of here. Fuck he, him. He made Prometheus, which I'm I, the dumbest scientist on the fucking planet that don't know how to just duck out of the way of a rolling spaceship. Right. Indiana Jones could do it, and he made fuck off. He made Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which looked good, but. I love that movie. I, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Like, don't be mad because your shit don't slap like that. Because Thanos is the greatest movie villain of all time. <laughs> I'm telling you, mad from outside the club because you can't get in. You can't get in. And ain't nobody asking for a Ridley Scott Marvel movie. But I bet if they offered it, he'd be like, hey, take that fucking check. Get the fuck out of here. Right. The second Disney come and buy and buy all that shit out, he ain't gonna have no problems with with Deckard being a fucking <laughs> being a Disney character. Yeah. We get the man, get the fuck out of here. You'll see Harrison Ford in the multi multiverse of madness. Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford gonna collect every check in the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'll be Han Solo again, nigga. Um. So yeah, I think that's a good place for us to go ahead and take a break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You know the drill, opinions while black, sober conversation for the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Oh.
And we're back. Uh huh. We're black. Yep. We're opinionated. Oh yeah. And I, 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 I'm a little. I'm a little buzzed. I'm there. I'm hydrated. I'm there. I'm well hydrated. Um, I I can't believe we didn't mention this at the top of the episode, and it's, it's easy to have not mentioned it because it happened so suddenly, and the news came out so suddenly as I was on the way here to record. Um, Virgil Abloh died. Mm, yeah, fashion, uh, fashion creator, visionary to some. Uh, Virgil Abloh died at 41, man, of cancer. Of a rare form of cancer. He was yes. he was fighting that shit this whole time. Yeah. Um, that's rough. That's a hit. It, I know everybody wasn't a fan of Virgil's. That was a hit. It 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 sucks. I mean, for me, regardless of how you feel, it, it sucks to see first of all, fuck cancer. Fuck it, cancer. And, and it all sucks day. to see it sucks to see people gone before, you know, gone so young. That 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 really does. Forty one, dog. Yeah. And my thing is, people talked a lot of cash shit about Virgil for various reasons, some of which were deserved. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm one of them. But the way Black Twitter used to drag him, and this is my thing, I feel like we have to look at Black Twitter as a form, as a, a, a an unconventional form of journalism. That's the way I look at it. And because it's, it's definitely what, what informs us, it, it informs us culturally, not not just informationally. And I feel like any form of journalism has to have their mea culpa moment. White journalism definitely has mea culpa moment when Princess Diana died and when Michael Jackson died because these were two people that were both lambasted in the media, talked cash shit about, and when they died, people tried to really turn around and pretend like they like like they like they were all they were all in love and that mm-hmm. they were all friends. TMZ had to have a huge mea culpa moment retooling in their place in the paparazzi era um, and rebrand completely almost. Um, and I think Black Twitter is going to go through a mea culpa moment because. I mean, people talked cash shit about Virgil. I got my jokes off too a couple of times because I didn't like all his designs. Some of the designs look crazy to me. Um, I know Randall is not has not been secretive. Just know that that moment is going to last about forty eight hours. Though. Yeah, man. Sadly, we're, we're recording this on Sunday. By Tuesday, they'll be back. They'll be over it. You know, once once they see. Uh, I mean, look the. The price of off white on stock X is going to go through the roof now. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, it is. It's also the thing where you never know what people are going you through. Ne- yeah, there you go. You, you really never don't. know what people are going through, and it you know sucks for his family. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't realize he had a wife and kids and all that. You know, I yeah, know, I know it sucks same. for him. Rest in rest in power, man. We. Uh, it, it sucks for me as a creative too. So yeah. just no matter how you felt about his work, the impact that his work had on people and especially him remaining competitive in what is largely a white space mm-hmm. was a huge deal. And he opened a lot of, and he opened a lot of doors and created a lot of opportunities for people that didn't know that they were there. Um, so salute to him, rest in power to him. 
condolences to the family. Um, can only imagine what you're going through right now. Um, you know, there's there there are there are people that care, and there are people there are people that um will be sad with you to see him to see his addition to the creative field go, and his addition to just to the world for existing. So. Only man on the holiday season, man. Yeah, it's crazy. I gotta, I gotta reserve my snark. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Um, having said that, it's time for white people must be stopped. There we go. This is why I don't fuck with white people. So I'm sure you know, and we're gonna keep this kind of mostly brief. Um, the father and son team that killed Ahmad Arbery. Has been found guilty of, I think, most charges? Almost all of them. Almost all of the yeah. charges. Um, I know we're supposed to reserve our cool and we have to wait till the till the till the the, the sentencing goes down to know if they're really gonna carry through with this and all that, and we have to kind of be cool and not get emotional and all that shit they say that they say on social media. But fuck that fam. I am of the mind. These motherfuckers are these motherfuckers are going away away. I mean, they about to, the judge about to just shake rattle and roll them numbers at that ass. I just I just want to see them go to gin pop. That's all. Also, yes. My thing is in the state of what is it, Georgia? Sure. In the state of Georgia. And and people don't realize these verdicts and these sentencings come with politics of their own. Mm-hmm. And it's these it's the judicial system in any one of these cities or states making a, a statement. And in this case, the state that basically won the election ain't having these motherfuckers get off light. They're not. These motherfuckers are about to put numbers on the board they about to do big numbers. They about to they about to shake, rattle, and roll that ass. They, fam. They can't have. They Georgia has to let people know what time it is, and they have to let people know it's a new motherfucking day. They gonna put these motherfuckers under the jail. They better hope. They better hope they got a they got a deep clan representation in there or something. I mean, even then, they probably like, "Hey, bro, Supreme about to get off in that ass." Yeah, I know, bro. We gonna we, shit. I don't give a fuck that show. Sonny can hold this soap. We got we got the truth with the essays, bro. We you got this. <laughs> fuck that shit. I don't give a fuck that show, son. He next. Tell you what's happening. <laughs> hold this soap, little nigga. Brother Ken about to go in. What? Let me not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Stop, Damien. <laughs> Do not finish that statement. Ooh, we. But that's, I mean, but shit, they know what time it is. They know what, they know it's about to go down. They about to know what time. They, nigga, nigga. It's on and popping. I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. It is on and popping for these two motherfuckers. It is game time. They, they about to get their hour exercise every day. <laughs> I'm telling you what's going to happen. They're just going to start playing that music. They're going to start chasing the motherfuckers all up and down D-block. And you better not trip. 
and you better not trip. Oh man, I can't. Remember Judas and the Black Messiah? How they had that one mother? How they had that one motherfucker cut up at the end of the table? Yeah. Oh, it's about to be on and popping. Yeah, I can't. Give a fuck that show, daddy. Fuck, the, fuck your daddy, nigga. I'm your daddy. So many things I can't. Hold my say. hand, nigga. I cannot say in public. <laughs> there is a line that I cannot cross. Okay. We're trying. We're trying. Hey, they got stopped. We're not trying hard. Yeah, I was saying, white people got stopped. Nah, That's the important there, part. There, there, there's a whole string of jokes that I just, I just can't. Like, the, like the, the, the clemency that Kyle Rittenhouse has been offered will not be offered to these motherfuckers. No. Georgia has to make a statement, and yes. they're going to. Um, and they're going to do so happily at the pl- at the expense of these two sick motherfuckers. And and oh, and don't worry, the motherfucker holding the camera going too. He got he got a piece. He oh he about to get a piece. <laughs> he about to get a piece. <laughs> oh, his name is Supreme. Uh, Brother Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Send your racist stories. Colonoscopies. <laughs> Got him. Oh, send your racist stories. Send your real life racist encounters along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or anybody you hear on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. I can never go to jail. <laughs> no, not at all. Ever. I, they're just. They're just things I never want to see, regardless of who who it's happening to. Do you think the lock and twist move is like kegels for women? So send your <laughs> racist. Um, <laughs> send those to opinionswhileblack yeah. at gmail.com yeah, or log that. into opinionswhileblack.com. Please. <laughs> Where you can find ways to buy merch, ways to listen to us, more information about Houston's Most Savage podcast, and ways to donate to make this a better podcast. (laughs) And to to give us your money and buy merch. (laughs) The fuck is wrong with us, dog? Hey. Um, I'll take a second look. I don't think there are any listener letters this week. But... Uh, we'll we'll be back with the top with the top three STFUs. Y'all wrong for that, man. <laughs> Y'all are really wrong for that. Not one. Uh, I'll look again. Uh, you're watching. You're listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Maybe they really stopped listening. Please pour up. <laughs> oh. We are back. We're black. We're opinionated. And so help me, I am buzzed. Um, Staying hydrated. I don't usually clear it up. But uh, this week I decided to make an exception. Break the, break this new <laughs> shit open. Well, it's not an exception if you don't start it yet. Well, that's true, too. Um, no, li- no, no listener letters of importance this week. Y'all better start writing. Y'all better start writing. Start writing now. Like, listen to this shit and then start writing now. Um, oh, actually, I actually I didn't check the Twitter. 
Yeah, I, something. Somebody will always have something, some some hot shit to say to us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what is this? Oh, somebody, somebody did want to correct us. I was making jokes about Chris Hemsworth being people's sexiest man alive. Apparently, it was Paul Rudd. Mm. Now, to be fair, that motherfucker is immortal. True, true. Trying to figure out who his, we need to figure out who his familiar is. He uh, is feeding on someone. Yeah, I'm convinced that Paul Rudd is black. <laughs> <laughs> what? Black don't crack. I mean, he got to have, he got to have true. some, some Negro blood in him. That's true. That motherfucker look, he look about like he did back in the day on, in the cable guy. Was it, was he in cable guy? No, that was Matthew Broderick. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was Matthew Broderick. Um, who is definitely not aged like Paul Rudd. <laughs> no. Um, uh, who what was he in? He was in like Reality Bites. Yeah, he was in Reality Bites. Y'all know nothing about Reality Bites. Um, so yeah, somebody, so yeah, somebody didn't want to correct us uh, that Paul Rudd was the sexiest man alive, which still doesn't make as much sense as Chris Evans, but whatever, we'll take it. We're not invested. Um... Who else? Uh, welcome to the oh yeah Ryan Ryan Gabriel said welcome to the Emotional Orange Club. We also cannot overlook the fact that D Randall said that Kodak Black looks like his own Looper daddy. <laughs> he does look like he can come back from the future to close his loop. He bred himself. <laughs> Oh man, y'all stupid. Um, uh, I can always count the Gabriels for some good shit. Um thank y'all um for listener letters. Remember when Marty McFly almost smashed his own mom? <laughs> right. Back to the future. <laughs> well, no, Marty McFly's mom was trying to fuck. I'm just saying. She was trying hard to fuck. That that he gotta be in therapy for the rest of his life. If they ever do another <laughs> Back to the Future, it's gotta be Michael J. Fox in therapy. Period. That you never recover from that. Also, a movie that Billy Zane was in. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Zane got the most fucked up um, uh, filmography of all time. Wasn't he the lawnmower man? Who was that? That was uh, no, that was not Jeff Fahey. Yeah, is in not quite Alec Baldwin at the time. <laughs> um, God damn, what happened to Lawnmower Man? Anyway, um, it wasn't very good in retrospect. It was not good. No, you're correct. <laughs> uh, you're correct. It was weird. It, it, at best, it was weird. And at worst, it was a bad uh, advertisement for VR. Maybe the worst. Maybe VR just wasn't that good back then. It was not. Yeah. No. No. It was like lines and squares. It's like going back and looking at that movie, The Wizard, and looking at all the bulky, overpriced Nintendo shit we used to buy. Remember when the when the height of that movie was when old boy in the desert pulled out the the glove? <laughs> who who thought of that? Putting a fucking controller on top of a glove, and that was supposed to and that was supposed to be a comfortable user interface. Like you could have just used a regular controller. Nigga, just, I I could have done that. I I could have just I could have got one of my dad's work gloves out out of the garage and made that shit happen, fam. 
Um, yeah, Nintendo had some stupid ass peripheral shit back in the day. I mean, the best a robot. The robot, I, I'd stop. I started cheating immediately with that dumbass robot. <laughs> um, the best controller they ever had, though, was that. What was the, what was the the one the one advanced controller that had the turbo button? The arcade joystick. <sighs> yeah, man, that was great. I was like, oh, I can cheat on everything now, bro. If you had that shit, you were you were the nigga on you the were block. Rich, you were the nigga on the block. Because that controller cost thirty dollars. Hell yeah, it did. Oh boy. And the Nintendo itself cost like fifty, like fifty bucks. <laughs> You could get like twenty dollar games back then, shit. Yeah. Oh man, you're buy, You're basically when you buy a game now, you're buying a Nintendo. Yeah, you're buying an NES. Basically, yeah. Man, I have, I have, I have a, a working NES system. I TVs have just gotten so advanced. You got to buy some shit <laughs> to interface it with your fucking TV, right? Um. So yeah, uh, y'all know what to do. Opinionswildblack.com, opinionswildblack at gmail.com, all the social medias. Y'all know how to get in touch with us, man. Top three at CFUs, it's on. Shut the fuck up. It's time for time to ask who are the three people in America need to shut the fuck up. Mm. Mm. Our runner up this week is Moneybag Yo. What? I just look at my watch, I got time today. Uh crossing the line today. Moneybag Yo uh, wants us to know, uh, he was on Twitter, he wants us to know that we need to stop fucking with those run-through-ass women. The reason this is hilarious, <laughs> coming from Moneybag Yo. I don't like niggas, I don't like bitches, I don't like nobody. The reason this is funny coming from this nigga. We can keep it cordial, we can keep it gangster, why well, you want to go about it? <laughs> <laughs> the reason this is hilarious coming from him is because Moneybag Yo has no less than nine kids. He's got like nine kids out there now. Like he's been run through. I'm telling you, it's the new the new thing is that the women are no longer getting run through. They're doing the running through. Ari Fletcher, Megan the Stallion before her. I think he was out here with another one of these women, uh, in between those two, they are having the time of their lives. And these niggas are the ones that seem to still be salty. Niggas are doing the run. Like, I'm telling you, women are the ones doing the running through now. Like, Lori Harvey, I always say, Lori Harvey does not belong to the streets. The streets belong to Lori Harvey. Michael B. Jordan belongs to the streets. Michael B. Jordan indeed belongs to the streets. And he's one of the nice ones that belongs to the streets. For all the future memes, that nigga, that nigga belongs to the streets. That you could call that nigga run through. Nick Cannon, fam. They asked Nick Cannon. As long as we're talking about people that should shut the fuck up, they asked Nick Cannon who his favorite baby moms was. Who is they? And why did they ask him that? Good, all good questions. That I don't have the answers to niggas, niggas. Exactly, niggas looking for a headline. His answer was he gave him an answer. His answer was, they said, "Who is your favorite baby moms?" He said, "His next one." Give him an additional shut the fuck, shut up. The fuck up. 
Now y'all want to talk about oversharing? That motherfucker needs to chill. I have I have nothing to say to that. Um, the answer wasn't Mariah. He said the next one. Okay. That's how you get because that's how you get your ass a lawsuit. He know better. Mariah don't give a fuck. Mariah will break up with you and then sue you for a meal for wasting her fucking time. <laughs> that's true. That is a that is a fact. Get the fuck out of here. Don't even get that bitch in the wrong ring, nigga. Boy, Mariah didn't, see, Mariah didn't hung out with them mafiosos too much. You know, she was supposed to be a, a she was supposed to be a mob wife fucking with Tommy Matola. Number three is Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy always needs to shut the fuck always. up. Always. Always, every time. In particular, he was pretty insensitive about the death of young Dolph and said he don't give a fuck because you niggas wouldn't care. You niggas wouldn't keep that same energy if he died and y'all wouldn't care if something happened to him. Um, first of all, it's really it's really horrible and fucked up to center yourself uh in the death of another young man who was who was really out here making better choices than you were at that age. Um, who really didn't do anything to deserve what happened to him other than be back in his hood. Um, and that's not really a punishable offense at all. Also, you're right. You're right. I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to say it. He's right. I'm not, I would not have the same energy. I I would not hit it with RIP. I would hit with RIP. I just wouldn't have the same energy as about young Dolph because young Dolph didn't do shit to nobody. I think my reaction to soldier boy dying would be, so basically, we just carry on as if he was still here, the way we would if he were here. Basically, okay, fair yeah, enough. Like, eh. um, yeah, centering yourself and your possible and your like, what if death in the in the death of an actual person that left behind people that give a fuck about him and that and left behind people that he impacted. Um, it's kind of a trash move. Is. Uh, it's it it is a trash move. It is peak trash. Um, this is why nobody likes you. So give him the biggest shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Um, number two is I say this with a heavy heart. Y'all know I don't talk about him unless either absolutely necessary or absolutely hilarious. Um, number two is Kanye Omari West. Kanye West. <sighs> As we all know, is estranged from uh, his former, well, his wife, Kim Kardashian, who is is fucking Pete Davidson. I shit you not. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is officially putting up, he is putting up some goat moves. He has had a legendary streak. This nigga is, this, this motherfucker is putting up. Leo numbers at this point. Like I, I told Oz just before this that he Oz didn't realize that, that Pete was knocking down Kate Beckinsale at one point. I still don't acknowledge that shit. Right. I I don't what? But it goes to prove that there are celebrity familiars. She played an actual vampire. She played an actual vampire. She's actually clearly draining the life from him. <laughs> Fam, Pete Davidson might just be he might just be making money as a freelance familiar. He just goes around some of the finest bitches and lets them drain the life from him. Ariana Grande, fam? 
That was the, remember when that was the head scratcher? Yeah, like damn, right? How you move up from that to a Kardashian? To Kate Beckinsale to a Kardashian. Fam. He putting up some goat numbers. And don't get me wrong. I wouldn't fuck Kim. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate the I appreciate the effort. He, he is putting up real goat numbers. Like he is now we have to talk. He had to we have to put him in conversations with like Drake. You're saying if Kim was interested, you would not. That's but, not my, that's no. But that's Chloe, my, but Chloe, yeah. That's not my type. That's not one. That's not my type. Two. I've seen. I've seen the 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 video proof that she's lazy. That's that's also true. And uh, no, no. But, but OJ's daughter, you. Yeah, OJ's daughter can get it. Okay. Chloe, Chloe can go ahead and get it. it I, I I like most eras, most versions of Chloe, right up to this one that thinks it's Dominican, <laughs> could probably get it. Courtney almost definitely. Yeah. Um, Courtney, even though she, it's not true. She just appears to have had the least done to her face. Um, yeah, man. Kanye is convinced that Kimye has to get back together for the sake of um Christian couples all around the world, and that if they stay separated then other couples will think it's okay to stay separated and they will ruin their families too. But if they get together, all the other all the other strange couples will get to get will get back together and rebuild their families and rebuild the black family, so forth and so forth. That is advanced gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you're saying that you need to get your family back together with unresolved issues so that people around the world can settle and get and get back together <laughs> with unresolved issues for the sake of it. That is what he said, basically. Well, <laughs> I'm sure it makes sense to him. To be fair, since that happened, Amber Rose's uh, current husband, I guess, um, has made a very public and heartfelt apology. To try to get back in the house. Does she still have a tattoo on her forehead? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm sure she does. It, it's likely. <laughs> it's entirely likely. Again, there's there's there the red flags are always out there. I'm I sorry. There, there are plenty of reasons for everybody involved in this. If she has a tattoo on her on her forehead, she may not be the one for you. <laughs> so no summer? Summer walk. <clears throat> Have you seen her and that new dude? Apparently, I mean, Summer Walker got like a bunch of different names on her forehead at this point. I was gonna say she got the new dude's name, whose name is Larry, uh, tattooed like above her like eye eyebrow. Oh, inconspicuous. To be fair, that's probably one of the only places left. I'm sure London's name is still on there somewhere too. Yeah, London's name is on that. Uh, it's in the liner it, notes. I'll say London's <laughs> name is on the liner notes in that royalty check. That's yeah. where that is. Um, so yeah, Kanye got to shut the fuck up, dog. I mean, we say this a lot, and we say we have to just stop engaging with Kanye. This was too stupid to pass up. 
Kanye just got to shut the fuck up, dog. Wait, in that same interview, didn't he also admit that he's living in the house next to the house? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you move out the house into basically the guest house, I guess. Basically, he is new age Emily Dickinson. Wow. And we know how that ended. So he can hear Pete knocking it down next door then. <laughs> I'm telling you, this nigga, this nigga got to... This nigga got to have a bionic dick. And, and Kim is probably doing all the shit she didn't do in the Ray J video. Uh, that's which, a lot. Which is like literally anything. Which is literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kim's so fucking lazy, boy. I, I, she, she, I, she gives what a homegirl of mine calls pretty girl head. That's the head you can get away with when you when you know you when you know you pretty and it's a, and yeah. and it's an honor just to be nominated here. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm probably not gonna knock this down a second time. Well, you can just get away with the bare minimum. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Kanye leaving people alone. First of all, Pete Davidson ain't gonna be there long. Pete's not gonna be there long. <laughs> She's not filming the show anymore. Yeah. She's going to need something to do. Pete is here for a good time, not a long time. This is true. So, Kanye, just relax like all the rest of us. Just relax. Don't give a fuck. Pretend you don't give a fuck and shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! They'll, they'll, uh, some, some women will not uh, agree with this, and it's not true for all women, but there are women that they give more of a fuck when you don't give, when, when you don't give a fuck. True. And it, 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 it actually... In my experience, no, I'm not going to do it in my experience. Don't, don't do it. Number one. <laughs> number one person should shut the fuck up is all the Will and Jada haters. Y'all don't get tired. You mean the people who started the petition and said, stop talking to Will and Jada? Fam. <laughs> oh, my God. They're oversharing. We're tired of hearing all their business. We're tired of. First of all, y'all so fucking fake. I talked about this a little bit last week. But y'all so fucking fake. Y'all faker than ever. Now that Will is clearly selling a book, now that Jada is obviously making the rounds with Red Table, fam, y'all are fake as fuck. Y'all on this shit, oh, they're oversharing. They're oversharing. Y'all don't give a fuck about people oversharing. Y'all care that the oversharing is coming from people that you deemed respectable. That the oversharing is coming from people that you have to admit are also ratchet like the rest of us. People only share what you're willing to consume. And they only share what you're willing to consume. You keep looking for it. You keep looking for this shit. They, they're not preempting anything that you watch on television with this. Nobody's preempting Married at First Sight to give us the the latest insight on what what the fuck Will Smith was thinking when he when he was vomiting from getting too much pussy. Fam, wouldn't you like to have that problem? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Remember any given Sunday when Jamie Foxx used to throw up and then and then get a touchdown and win the game? Yeah. I'd like to be able to say that. As you Ari Lennox, she walks in, you go, "Excuse me for a second. Nigga, nigga, that'd be a fucked up bathroom. I'm just saying that. That'd be a fucked up messy bathroom. Anyway. Uh, too much. A little too much. Um, Y'all are fake. Y'all don't give a fuck about oversharing. 
Y'all give a fuck that the oversharing isn't com- coming from people that was easy for you to deem a train wreck. Because y'all didn't give a fuck when it was when it was baby and Danny Lay. Y'all had your eyes glued to that shit. Y'all had your eyes glued when it was um when when it was basically Summer Walker's whole fucking album and the last year and a half of drama that led to that album. Y'all don't give a y- y'all don't give a fuck when it's when it's Cardi and Offset. Y'all don't give a fuck when it's Stevie J and anybody, everyone he's come into contact with. You know, him and Faith finally got divorced. Faith who? Faith Evans. They were married? They were married. They've been married for like a year and some change now. Oh, shit. That was dramatic, too. Some of it played out on Love and Hip Hop, and eventually Stevie got tired of that. Yeah, it, it was a lot. Um, they're getting divorced, um, which we all knew was going to happen. Um, y'all don't give a fuck. Y'all don't give a fuck when it's the people that are easy to dismiss and easy to deem ratchet or a train wreck because everybody looks at a train wreck. Y'all weren't prepared for the Smiths to be just as much of a train wreck as everybody else, which is what they've kind of been trying to tell y'all. The only difference is, is there a train is, is when they're a train wreck, they get to go out and fuck people like Margot Robbie and Mark Anthony. And depending on who you believe, Dwayne Martin. Um, and I'm not talking about Jason. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Y'all fake. And the people that are saying that Will and Jada are annoying are more annoying than they profess Will and Jada to be. Because, honestly, they're going to say what they're going to say, and they're going to say what they've always said. It's, these, it's the media and these, these websites that need these headlines making ridiculous headlines out of usually pretty normal salient points. Mm-hmm. So, miss me with all that fake outrage about what Will said this week or what Jada did this week. And that, that's not even mentioning all the slut shaming y'all doing with Jada. That is completely unfair. Jada ain't did shit. Jada ain't done or said shit different from, uh, it, from anything Waka Flock has done to his marriage twice over. Y'all didn't give a fuck then. Y'all didn't give a fuck. Y'all didn't give a fuck when it was Cardi and Offset. Y'all just said it was Tuesday. But when Offset does it, we just we just shrug and go, "That's Offset." When Jada does it, y'all act like she needs to be stoned in the town square with a scarlet letter on her fucking chest. Shame. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Y'all ain't y'all ain't slick. And can't nobody explain this to me in a way where I'm going to go, yeah, you know what? Yes, let's stone. Yeah, let, yeah. Let he who is not Jaden Smith throw the first stone. No, fuck y'all. Y'all are weird. Y'all are weird and phony and fake and this outrage. This is one time I use fake outrage because this is stupid. Y'all, y'all are stupid and ridiculous. And just shut, get the biggest shut the fuck up. The, the shut the fuck the whole fucking nothing but the fuck up. Do Randall? Do we do a podcast? We did a great one today. We, I we, think I think we did a really good one. I think we did a really dope podcast. Um, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna do some quick patron. We're gonna do a quick Patreon and get out of here. Um, church announcements. D Randall. 
Drink water, get rest. I'll try. <laughs> it's going to be a long well, week. I was speaking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I you know. too, yeah. Yeah, drink water, get rest. Um, it's the holidays. Don't let this shit, don't let this shit get the best of you. Um, we need you. We we need everybody. We need everybody on point going into 2022. Especially since we have no letters this week. We have no fucking letters. Y'all get y'all shit together and write some letters, bro. Shit. The fuck is wrong with y'all? I better see some next week. Nigga, they better be pouring out. And we doing Patreon. Shit better be pouring out. I wasn't even supposed to give up that we're working on Patreon right now, but it's coming. Um, Other than that, we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know how it is. We're going to be here. Until then, this is episode one. One, six, one. 61 of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I'm one-armed D. Randall. And as always in parting, titties. Only one hand, because I'm one-handed.